this is the part where I normally do, you know, the big question and all those things to get you into it. But if you missed last week, please go back and listen there because it sets the stage for this episode. This is part two, storytelling secrets, how to boost your engagement and grow your business with Heather Rameau. And as I mentioned at the end of last week's episode, the conversation was so juicy that we had to split it in half. Um, I kept going because it was such good information that I know that you will love and value and will get so much out because for me, storytelling is so hard. And Heather, um, when I worked with her, helped me to really utilize that muscle and share some tips and tricks with me on how to really develop it and to store it. And so here is the second half of that episode. And I can't wait for you to finish listening. Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. I am, it's very, very, very vivid, vivid. The first time we met in person, um, last November, I think it was right in Arizona at weekend at the pitch club. And we, um, you came up to me (laughs) and first thing I said to you, when you told me what your business was, is I'm horrible at storytelling. And you said, you go, well, one of, one of the emails I saved that you sent to your list Mm-hmm. was a story. And I was just talking about my kids and yeah. like basically making an analogy between running a business and kind of what I experienced with my son's, my oldest son's birthday. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't seem like a story to me. And that's yeah. where I was confused because I assume stories are just their, your hardships and yeah. your survival story and your pain stories, right? It's not, it's, it's called real life. Like the things that happen to us and resonate in everyday business are the things that will move your business forward. Because from that day on, from November Mm. till now, my social media has grown. My Mm. email list has grown all because I'm not afraid to share more than just tips and tricks, right? I'm actually sharing reasons why and my experiences and how what I'm saying helped me to grow my business. And those are stories and I never consider them stories. So yes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're you're so welcome. I viv- I also vividly remember marching up to you in that uh, that room in, in um, Scottsdale and saying that to you because what storytelling has done for me, many many things, but really it has helped me slowly and steadily dissolve the comparing myself to others, because when you think about it, your stories are your lived experiences. They are the the thoughts and the perspectives that you have from this like 
patchwork quilt of experiences in your life that is it's only it's like only that fabric that makes that quilt is from your basket there is not another possible combination or replica of that quilt and when you're able to share that it allows you to stop comparing yourself to other people because especially in this online space what we do, I mean, there's only so many ways to, you know, market on Pinterest. There's only so many ways to build a brand. Like with the services that we offer, it's not like we're doing rocket science. I mean, that's not what we do is easy. It's there's a lot to it, but yeah. there are only so many approaches that someone can take to what we do. The differentiator and really the spaciousness is then in who we are as women who lead those services. That is what brings people to us. So if you're looking for someone to help you with your Pinterest marketing and you Google, you know, Pinterest queen or, you know, <laughs> Pinterest, like help with Pinterest, you're going to see many, many people pop up. And I think that's where there's a huge disservice in this fear of the market being oversaturated Saturation in the market actually means that there's opportunity. It's then up to you to make sure you stand out from that opportunity and take it from me because I, in my first year of starting my, my branding business, I tried so hard to make myself a unicorn and unique. And I mean, I created these, I sculpted these packages that were like the craziest, most unique things I've ever seen. And the only thing that that did was confuse everybody because people <laughs> were looking for a brand strategist. They weren't looking for all these things. I thought that my, my package or my service or my offer or what I called it or what I called myself, I thought that was the differentiator but it's not. People want help with their brand. They want a certain amount of things done. They need you to help them pick the best person for them. And that's through you and your experiences and your wisdoms, which you communicate through your stories. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yes. I, that yeah. I always talk about the no like, and trust yes. process or journey that yes. clients take, and they can start off on Pinterest and then they can go to your website. Then they can follow you on social media. Some of the people that have booked my services weren't even following me on social yeah. media, but they were stalking me. Right. Yes. And what they're doing is find reasons to not work with you or find reasons to work with you and what storytelling does better than any other marketing strategy mm -hmm. out there is connect you personally. Yes. I'm talking about my chocolate labs. I can't tell you how many DMs I get when I do that. Yes. They people are like, "Oh my gosh, I grew up with a chocolate lab and it was the best part of my childhood." Or like they're telling me stories, right? Yes. Um so I I agree with you, especially if you feel you're in a saturated market, mm -hmm. the quickest, fastest, and in my opinion, easiest way to differentiate yourself is start being yourself. Start yes. telling Ooh. your story. We can mark that down because that's a good that's copy. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. How can we share our brand story in a real and authentic way that also, importantly, resonates or entices or encourages our ideal clients, our target audience? Yes. 
Okay, such good question. So in order to entice and pull people in, it's all about emotions and how you are able to tap into the core emotions that we experience as humans. That is happiness, sadness, fear, anger, all of these really powerful emotions, that is going to start that connection process. And then from there, it's within your story, how can you create similarities or mirror your story to what your ideal client is going through or what they are experiencing. And this is where the power is in the specificity and the details, because here's a mistake that I see a lot of storytellers out there making is they are telling the polished version of a story or they're <laughs> leaving, they're leaving out important details. And so I'll give you some examples of that, but really where the, the power is in the details. So if you share parts of your story in extreme detail, you are then allowing the reader or the consumer to step into that story with you. So it's not only that you have the emotional connection going, but if you're actually able to describe how your body was feeling, if your palms were getting a little sweaty, or, you know, if you look down and see like your chest is kind of hivy because you're so nervous. Or that, you have that lump in your throat yes. when you're trying not to cry, like yes. those details. Yes. Or a big one for me until I started wearing uh, waterproof mascara was whenever <laughs> I would whenever I would cry I would feel my mascara starting to sting uh, my eyes a little bit and so when you share details sensory details as well as descriptors two different types of details but when you're able to pull the emotion when you're able to create sensory language so your reader is like feeling what you're feeling. And then when you're able to describe, even in, in, in a visual detail, like the textures that you're seeing, what you're smelling, what you're observing, basically you are transporting someone into a moment in your story and they feel like they're right there with you. Oh, good. On that note of things that you miss, mistakes that you see people mm -hmm. making and First of all, I know you'll say this too, bravo for storytelling, like bravo. We're just giving, uh, your Heather yeah. is just giving advice on how to make it better. But yeah. what do you think are some common mistakes or missteps? I wouldn't even say mistakes because telling your story is not a mistake, but like missteps Correct. or missed opportunities that entrepreneurs typically make when they start trying to use storytelling in their marketing and communications. Yes. Okay. So I have got a couple big ones that come to mind. The first one, and bear with me because it's a little meta to think about, but if you, the big mistake that I see is telling your story, but making it too much about you. Now, when you're telling your story, <laughs> okay, it is wait, about pause, you, right? Pause, pause. I'm so sorry. I have to use me as an example. When I was working, you are so kind. When I was working with Heather, I think no less than four times Heather goes, okay, but how is it going to make the reader feel? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what do you think? Like, cause I, I can't, cause it's my story. So right. I had a hard time 
telling my story <laughs> for it to help the reader, which is the yes. stupidest thing. I mean, it's just silly, but yes. I could not connect those dots. So you were and kind for not... not mentioning it, but I want to throw myself under the bus because <laughs> yeah. it is not easy. We are trained to what to in storytelling to yeah. have that center of attention. And that's not yeah. what this storytelling is about. Correct. And I've also, when I made this simple, simple shift, the, the concept we're talking about is more complex, but there's one simple shift that I made in my content that has yielded extreme results for me. When I'm telling a story, I am very careful of when I use I versus you. You meaning like the reader, the audience, the, the person who is consuming that story. I could be telling the exact same story, but if I, everywhere that I say I, if I change that to you, when someone is reading that story, they more easily interpret it as you are doing this or you were feeling this. And, and so it's a flip, it's a little bit of a flip of language too, because you write a little differently from first, from first person to um, whatever version of person yeah. that is, but it's a very, and it doesn't always work for every story. And it, and it does not mean that you never say, I, you never tell a story about yourself, but in particular, when you get to the end of the story or the end of that email or post, flip it into you so that it is no longer something about you or I, but it is now about you, the reader, you, the consumer, because that it brings down that wall that we sometimes put up when we're reading a story about someone else. But when it starts to permeate through that wall and we now are reading something that says you are capable of anything that you set your mind to, you know, you X, Y, Z, that simple shift of being mindful of I versus you that has yielded a lot more saves on Instagram, a lot more, um, engagement and, and it feels like it's been a big, big change for me. So I would say, pay, pay attention to that for sure. It's a great, easy switch to make in your content. And then go back because you were going to touch on a couple things yes. and I interrupted you, which I very much no, apologize, but I wanted to use myself as an example because it is yeah. an easy thing to make a mistake on. But go yes. Ahead. Okay. And so I actually was starting to think about, okay, I knew I was about to say a couple other things. I was like, I hope they'll come Sorry. back to you, but no, you're totally fine. So, okay. A couple other things on that same note, I think where we get confused is telling a story about our experience and then making the flip into how does this relate to somebody else. And that is where it's very important to be clear on the moral or the takeaway or the lesson from the story, because you start off talking about something that happened to you, and then you make the transition, you sort of hand over the reins to what is that lesson that is then applicable to my reader or to my listener. So that's kind of the second part of, of that. But the other big mistake that I see people making all the time, and I'm guilty of this too, we have to remember that with social media, there is an algorithm at play. There are certain things that are shared and are not shared that are visible and not as visible. And the biggest mistake that I see people do is finally work up the courage 
to share their story and put something more vulnerable or different than the three tips on their feed and it's crickets or they don't get this like resounding applause or they don't get a lot of engagement or they don't get people commenting saying this is great this resonated thank you for sharing this they don't get that back and that is so challenging and actually counterintuitive when it comes to storytelling because for generations storytelling gives you something back it gives you that energy you read the person's body language you see how they're interacting and you've put something out there and when you don't get the response that you're hoping for you feel like crawling back into your shell and hiding and never doing something so scary and vulnerable ever again but do not stop do not stop because there's a couple reasons. One, it could quite literally just be the algorithm. Maybe it just didn't get seen. Maybe it didn't get out. Like you just, you don't know. Social media is such a fast paced environment. Our stories expire after 24 hours. If you take the weekend off Instagram, you might not even see something that somebody posted. But the bigger thing is you don't know who is seeing your content and just silently lurking and silently watching and being impacted and and resonating and being deeply changed by something that you said and they just didn't tell you about it you just you never never know yeah i mean heather you had said that the email i wrote was something yeah. that you saved like it resonated yes. with you you didn't reply at nope. that point right and nope. i feel like that happens more times than not especially if you yeah. touched something inside of them that they're ruminating on, right? Mm -hmm. They've taken it in, they're thinking it through, they're maybe even applying it to their life or their business. And, yeah. and then they forgot who you were. Maybe they stumbled across you. I, one tip, one marketing tip is if you, especially on a story that you feel is vulnerable or really important in terms of the stories that you're going to be telling, include a photo of you. Don't mm. use a quote, don't use a, yes. any other thing because it is a fact that posts with an image of you will have the highest likes. Yes. Um. So why not pair them together so you have yes. the best chance of getting seen on the algorithm? Yes. And the other thing I'd say here too is to zoom your lens back out a little bit and just because you shared a story once does not mean that you never share it again. You actually should share the same stories multiple times. You can change some of the perhaps lenses or angles to that story, but that's actually where storytelling becomes powerful is when not only do people start to, to ingest your stories, but they also start to associate stories with you or they remember you for a piece of your story because you have shared it over and over and over again. So I think sometimes we get so scared of having shared something once and is it repetitive? Is it, will someone think that, oh, she's already shared that. The other thing, just life <laughs> advice in general is people are not thinking about you as much as <laughs> you think they're thinking about you. <laughs> life <laughs> advice. <laughs> you know, They're not like, oh, I think Heather actually shared that story three weeks ago and she's sharing it again. Like they're not 
people just aren't thinking about you in that way. And so give yourself permission and ease, honestly, of repurposing the storytelling and content creation you already have. Don't always be reinventing the wheel. Use it as an opener to a blog post. Use it as yes. an opener to your email address. Make make a pin for it. Put it on TikTok. Maybe do yes. face to camera storytelling rather than the written word too. Like yes. whatever you are comfortable with. Yes. I think the point that you're trying to get across is to share it yes. and not have high expectations of a return. Just know, mm. truly know that you will impact at least one person for Ooh. sure. Yes. I'm actually so glad that you said this because yes, storytelling is a powerful marketing technique and strategy, but it should, sharing something like your story is never for your, for your own not personal gain, but it's never to get something back, right? It's, yes. it's a mindset of service. It's a mindset of sharing your wisdoms, being a few steps ahead of somebody else. And that's where a lot of the unshaming and the releasing of judgment comes in. Because when you're just witness to your story, when you are proud of it and, and honor it and celebrate it, and that doesn't mean every day, that just means in general, then you're able to put that out into the world and not expect something back. You know that your message will find who it is meant to find when it is meant to find them. And let's be really honest. I believe that our audiences are so much smarter than they were even last year, let alone three, four mm. years ago. And they're not looking for curated perfection no. on Instagram at all, or even in your email. I believe that when you are telling a story through the warts and the bumps and the writing it horribly and the spelling yes. mistakes and whatever it is, just getting it out, it says, I'm human. Yes. And how can we two humans connect deeper? And by the way, you can, we can work together if you want, but yes. really it's about connecting. That is really the ultimate goal with storytelling. Your business will grow because of yes. it. It just will. It just period will. Period the end. But but I think if you go out there without that marketing focus and yeah. analytic, why is this analytics not doing well? I, and, and I'm an analytic girl when it comes to marketing. This is the one area I would not measure. However, mm -hmm. every year, my top five posts are all where I'm getting real, where I'm yes. being authentic, where I'm sharing yes. of myself. It is not my stats or my tips or even my client results, right? Yeah. Because the testimonials are big. It is always what I'm sharing, being human. It's all being human. Yes. And so- Let's just do more of it. <laughs> I think that's, that's one of the big reasons why we saw this just explosion in popularity of TikTok over Instagram, because over on Instagram world, we were still, you know, curating these posts and, and curating feeds, like making them aesthetically pleasing and all these things. And over in TikTok world, people were just like setting up their phone cameras on like a can of beans in front of them and talking into into the camera as they're cooking dinner and and it felt so 
so real. It felt so authentic. And it felt like those walls were coming down. We're more connected when you're real and authentic. Yes. I, I, and I, authentic is a word that's so overused. I really believe yeah. that you're just being a human. Like that's what really off being authentic means to me is just being yes. your human self and not putting on airs or yes. polishing like you talked about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's also a big push and like craving of, of like unmasking or taking off the masks that we have all been donning for so many years. People are not interested in that anymore. And even like the, I think about marketing trends as a whole, the creator industry and having user generated marketing content for brands on TikTok, Instagram, all of that, like this sort of very candid home footage of somebody using a product and then sell like that is so different than the marketing we were doing, you know, 10, 15, all those years ago of really trying to create, curate perfection, because I think we finally realized that we don't relate to perfection. We relate to imperfection because we are imperfect. Yeah. Whenever you see perfection inside, there's a yeah. little bit of a recoil you and a away. little bit of self-bullying really yes. right oh i didn't do it that way or i didn't say it that way or look how great she speaks on this or gosh her yeah. writing is so beautiful i wish i could write like that that's not what people are looking for they want to feel no. good when they come to your post and i think mm -hmm. everything that we kind of have been talking about really is using storytelling to build that trust and credibility, yes. which if we're wrapping back around to marketing, as we're polishing off these questions here, um, storytelling is the most effective way, in my opinion, mm -hmm. to build trust and credibility with your ideal client, which moves them along that no like, and trust marketing yes. process to get to booking you, yes. right? Or working with you. So storytelling is that, <laughs> is that bridge yes. where everyone else has to walk the long way around to get somebody to book them. Storytelling does that little bridge to get you to like quickly get into yes. the, I want to work with her. She's helped me. I like her. We yes. have the same dog, like whatever it is, right. Yes. Um, is big. I think that's yeah. big. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. What are three things that have helped you to grow your business? Mm -hmm. It could be tools, advice, anything. I know what one of them will be, but um, really what has helped you mm. to grow your business, not just create it, but grow it. Yes. Okay. Lots of things are coming to mind here. I'd say the first one that has been the biggest differentiator in just having a business to actually growing one that I love is community. I never thought that I would necessarily need community. I think a lot of new entrepreneurs we're new. We don't, we don't know what we don't know, but we it's, that's not something that we come into the entrepreneur space looking for, but I have, I will tell you, my business has grown substantially. And some of the biggest, most impactful changes have been from 
sharing ideas with others and getting their feedback and their perspective and their encouragement. I can actually, I can probably say pretty confidently that if I didn't root myself into the communities that I am in, I don't know if I maybe I would have given up on this dream because it's, it's extremely hard and, and, and lonely at times. I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. So, you know, being, putting yourself in the room of other people who are doing what you're doing and who, who are a few steps ahead of you, it normalizes all of the crazy things that we just go through in, in this entrepreneur journey. It's not, I mean, it's not, not not normal, but also there's a reason a lot of people choose to not live this lifestyle and and do this is because there's a lot that we go through. And so I think community has far above and beyond helped me grow my business because I was, I'm often blind to the things that I, my own blind spots, but community is not. Community can see what you can't see. So community. 100%. I think as well, this is kind of an umbrella, but the leaning into curiosity and growth mindset, I think Mm. that has been such a huge differentiator for me to flip fear and self-doubt into curiosity. So what is it that I don't know, but is available for me to learn? What is it that I that I don't know, but is still possible for me? I just haven't experienced it. And I think that was so crucial for myself and, and others who shift from the employee to the entrepreneur mindset. That that is it's so crucial to just be curious and to basically sign up for a life of evolving and growing and and changing like that is that is what we have signed up to do and while that used to scare me I think now it actually extremely excites me and I would never want to work for anyone other than myself um, ever again so I would say that and a third okay there's there's a lot of ideas that are coming to mind, but I, I'm going to pick time. I actually think time and giving it time has helped me grow my business. And I say that because I had two business ideas that I tried to get off the ground prior to this one. This is like my third time is, is the charm here. And I very easily could have figured out a way to build and scale and grow my first business, but I, I wouldn't have been happy. That wouldn't have been in alignment with my true gifts and passions. And like I was telling you earlier, it was, it was really the realization that I was standing at this beautiful intersection of my gifts and talents and what the industry needed when it comes to storytelling. Like I was at that intersection. And if I had been preoccupied with my other businesses, I wouldn't have been standing in that intersection. So I think even though it was terrifying at times for, you know, two to three years to feel like I had no idea what I was doing, the money was running out, I was still investing, I was still unsure, I needed that time. And that time is what helped me build the business I currently have that will see me through the next 
several years, you know, long-term, like this is where my heart and soul is right now. I love that because it is, it is very true. I mean, you talked about leaving corporate America because you weren't Mm -hmm. happy. I did the same thing. So I, Mm -hmm. it like resonates with me, but when we launch our businesses, we tend to launch businesses that we're either good at Mm -hmm. or passionate about. Yes. And what you just said, and what I totally believe is in order to have a successful business that goes the long haul Mm -hmm. (laughs) is to have passion about it, to be good at it Mm -hmm. and have a need for it. Have that, that, that's that space that people need that help. Those three things. And then, like you said, time, like putting in the time, giving it time not feeling like cutting it short because you're nervous or scared. That's the whole mindset that you touched on. Mm-hmm. All are so helpful and relevant. And I think it'll really, really resonate with our audience. Yeah. Right. I love that. If I can, if I can add one other thing to that. Yes. Jen, yes. My, so my story will never be the story of like, going six figures in six months or scaling up to seven figures in one year. Like that will never be my story. And there are some people's stories who it's probably their second or third or fourth business. Let's be honest. It's probably not their first, but there are some people who that is their story. And that is what people are looking for from them. They're looking for a story like that. My story is one of grit and determination and resilience. And that is where Mm. people who are looking for that story, that's the story that I have to offer. I will not, I will not be the person who's looking for the six figures in six months. That's not my story. And I think that's where the power in owning your story comes from. And I think that your growth will be that steady rise because of that grit and determination. And that word Mm -hmm. grit excites me. I want to do a whole podcast on, on grit. Um, Dr. Ducksworth did a talk, uh, years ago on a Ted talk and Mm -hmm. ever since Ducksworth, I think ever since she spoke, I've been like, I'll put that in the notes. I'll find that Ted talk. Yes. Um, And that just reminds me totally of what you said. All right. Well, before we get to the gift (laughs) that Heather has generously shared with our audience, tell everyone about the services you provide, because I know as we've been through this conversation, people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) that sounds great. I want more of that. So let everyone know the type of services that you provide and, and the ways that people can work with you. Yes. So there are two ways you can work with me. One is in a group container. And this is something that I'm extremely excited about this group program, because as I've been working with one-on-one clients, there are so many moments where we, you know, push through a story or unblock a story, or there's a creative um, idea or inspiration. And I just, I wish so badly that other women could be listening to that conversation or to take away that insight and apply it to their own business. So I now have a group program that not only covers storytelling, 
but it also covers personal branding. It's understanding who you are and how to communicate that message. It touches upon copywriting and content writing, some of those actual skills to share your story. And then of course, there is that inner work as well in terms of learning more about how to unshame and release the, the judgment around your story. And I'm super excited because I'm currently in the process of getting certified to be a breathwork um, facilitator. So I will be able to use the incredible just transformative modality of breath work to get my clients even further, even clearer, even more just pleased to share their stories. So that's the group container. I'm completely obsessed with it. It is called the Storytell Her Collective, and it's where my heart and soul is at. But of course, if you are looking for more true, dedicated one-on-one -on -one support, I do have one-on-one -on -one packages um, that I can work with clients specifically on those two. So two ways to work with me, but uh, very, very excited for everything that's to come. I was introduced to breath work for the first time at Weekend at the Pitch Club yes. last November, and that would fit so perfectly yeah. in your group because yes. it kind of, at least for me, it, it opened my mind more than I yes. ever have. It's like painless. If anyone's worried about it, look <laughs> yes. it up. It's, it's not, not it's not difficult <laughs> and it's not total woo woo either. No, it's not. There's it's breathing. so much science, breathing. so much yes. science rooted yes. in it. Um, and I, I was, I've been blown away by breath work as well. And so I can't wait to offer that service to my clients from the lens of their personal brand and their story. It's going to be, it's so going to put it in another level for sure. Yes, for All right. Sure. So tell everyone what your freebie is. How are you helping yes. my audience? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I've got two different options that I have on my website right now. So you can pick your path, but I have two different guides. One of them is thinking about the types of stories that you can tell to create a trusted brand. So I walk you through three different overall types of stories, how to find those stories in your life and how you can start to infuse them into your content. So that is a great guide, more high level, but also still very practical how to actionable tips, really, really good stuff. And then the second one that I have up there is five tips on how to become a better, more compelling storyteller. And that's a little bit of, uh, I'd say, less of a time intensive guide, but it is really thinking about, okay, I've got clarity on my story. Now, how do I deliver that more effectively and, and more clearly and concisely? And so it's um, five really great tips that I use in my own content creation process every single day. So both of those are on my website and we'll put them in the show notes too. Ooh. Two. <laughs> You're setting the bar. I love it. No, that's really good. And they go like go together, which yes, is amazing. So get both of them. Yes. Uh, obviously, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for your valuable time, your expertise, your <laughs> wisdom, and your sense of humor as well as storytelling. I really <laughs> appreciate you. it. What's the best way to get in contact with you in case anyone wants to take this conversation further? 
I would love that. So you can always send me a DM on Instagram. I'm super active, hang out over there a lot. So I am Heather underscore Ramo. And then a great way to stay in touch with me and really be a part of my inner world is to join my email list. So I have a community called Sunday Stories and every week so at, good. Least, at least once I send out um, a personal story that is intended to show you not only how you can use and apply the concepts of storytelling to your own marketing and business, but it's, it's more than that. It's really asking you a, a question or provoking thought and inspiration as you head into a new week. I want you to feel inspired and curious and ready to just chase after your dreams in this life. And that email is, is the best way that I know to do it because I'm so long-winded and Instagram captions only allow you a certain amount of, of characters. So um, I always include fun photos of, of my life. Like I said, I'm a chronic oversharer and just love to, to be open. So that is a great way to to connect with me and you can sign up through that on my website uh, or my Instagram as well. The link is there. And if you guys have found some ideas and tips um, that really helped you today that you can implement in your business to help your business grow, we would love a review. I'm pushing yes. to get some more reviews if you wouldn't mind. So go out there and do something good for your business, like downloading Heather's two free gifts. <laughs> um, but then make sure that you take action. Don't just go there, download it and forget about it. Put some time on your calendar to take action on it and start a story bank. It could be in the notes on yes. your cell phone. It could be in Asana, wherever. It has been a game changer for me. And I hope that you will do the same. Have a yes. great day. This was such a juicy podcast with Heather. And I really, really was enjoying the conversation and felt like it would really resonate with my audience. And so we kept going. And where our podcasts are typically 20 to 40 minutes. This one went for, I think it was an hour and 10 minutes. So we are dividing it in half because I like these to be easy to consume segments. And an hour and 10 minutes is really hard to do. And so many times you won't go back. But some of the juiciest pieces of this podcast were in the end. So I am excited that we're going to do a part two that will release the next week. If you are listening to this beyond May 20th or whatever next weekend is, then you can listen to them back to back. So enjoy. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.